It is Sunday, August the 18th, and you are listening to the Outsiders Comic Book Underground Podcast. It's another podcast. I am Wade Wilfors Ali here with Khalil Goodman. Hello, Sway Nelson. And Mark Otley. Um, there's not a bunch of news in the comic book world this week. You know what it is? All the news is speculation. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's no real. It's just rumors. Yeah, I heard something about um, Simon Pegg being Ant Man or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, he it's tweeted a photo and people jumped on board, but there's been no confirmation. He tweeted a photo of him standing next to. Avengers pointing at the poster, but his fingers by Ant Man. <laughs> so everybody's speculating that he's going to be Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, more speculation of um, Vin Diesel's group. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vin Diesel's done okay voice work, and Groot is a strange character to voice since he should only have one line. But what he did, he did um, Iron Giant. It was Iron Giant, like pretty. Yeah. One line. Yeah, it, it was. He had one line. It, it was. There's no you know complex voice work there. <laughs> Um, we had talked about this before saying that for Vision would be the ideal thing yeah. for, for him because he'd be, mm-hmm. just be a monotone yeah. that's, right. too <laughs> that's too much dialogue I think, I think Groot is perfect I am Groot I am Groot <laughs> I am Groot I am Groot <laughs> I think they'll probably put in the same position with the ants and a lot of it will be like wind whistling yeah <laughs> different um, sounds of, of uh, wind whistling through trees and stuff mm-hmm. so and Marky Mark is trying to start a rumor for him being Tony Stark, but it's not really working. You know, out. you know. I <laughs> Marky actually, Mark is Tony Stark. I, I don't have an. He's a good actor. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a good actor. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, it's Tony Stark. No, it's just that I just don't just, see but, him as but Tony Stark. Marvel isn't going to stop. I just, Disney's not going to stop making Iron Man and Avengers movies yeah. just because Tony, just because Robert Downey gets too old. So somebody has to take so, over. It's not going to be Marvel. It's not going to be Marvel. Uh, you don't know. He might be great. No, no dude. He might, <laughs> how do you know he would? As I said. There are not enough special effects and CGI in the world to make Marky Mark appear to be a techno genius. <laughs> uh, so, um, guys, are you listening? Um, just tell us, tweet us, and let us know. Do you want to see Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch as Tony Stark, <laughs> aka Iron Man? <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna move in early to our reviews. Not like I said, not a lot of stuff to talk about news-wise. Um, we're gonna start with Marvel. And I think Josue is going to start us with the big start crossover, big crossover event started from Marvel for Infinity this for this yeah. for this week. Yeah, because you know there's another one around the corner. Josue, tell us about Infinity Number One. Infinity Number One. Well, um, firstly, I follow Jonathan Hickman on Twitter, and uh, he said that there's a big surprise at the end of Infinity. There always is. There always is. Um, he says that the big surprise will be that he'll be fired by the end. <laughs> so interested to see how that's going to turn out. Um, as far as Infinity Infinity goes, like the first issue, I thought it was awesome, like amazing. I almost came over myself. Mm-hmm. Pause. Um, this is a is a book that takes all the the last year of New Avengers and the main Avengers title, and brings a story that may have been dragging a bit. It brings it full circle, but where um, that may seem like a weakness in the title for many. That is actually Jonathan Hickman's strength. Like he is a long term plan writer. Like he has puts these little C's in each book and then he um, brings it all together into one big story. And Infinity is where this story really converges all the points. Uh the story features um Thanos, who uh, sends an outrider, was looking for um, some tribute or some unknown um, power source. And it appears that this um, power source is hidden in Atalan, the human city, mm-hmm. which is now located on Earth. And as in effect, like, um, since this power source is located on Earth, Thanos and a uh, few of his um, generals are going down to Earth to collect it. At the same time that they're going down to Earth, the Avengers are leaving Earth to battle the Builders, who are these um, sort of world shapers, 
and the builders are going through all these different planets and eradicating them and destroying them. So the Avengers are leave Earth to tackle this big threat, leaving it undefended for Thanos and his people to come in and raise the city. So I think it, right off, there's a great premise. Uh, there's a lot going on in this book, and I think that Hitman manages to put it all together in a way that doesn't become too convoluted. And it's orderly. It's put, done um, with a good order. Um, so with all these stories um, converging, they don't like all mesh in on each other and leave you confused. Um, he uses a really a very um, stylish um, chapter um, separation to tell each story separately. And then at the end, it all comes together and, it's, and it, it pays off very well. The art by Jim Chung is like the it was like, I would love every Marvel book to just be drawn like this. Um, even It might get boring after a while, but this is like how you want to see the Marvel Universe. Like Any new reader that, come, that comes in, and if there's any artist you should be checking out, is Jim Chung. Um, his art, really, he, he does like very clean action scenes. Like um, It's very grandiose panels. Like Everything about it is just picture perfect um, as far as the story goes I think it's a, a good setup issue and I, for a setup issue I felt that a lot happened there was a lot to keep you interested the story was good the, there was a good action um, with um, Black Bolt uh, beating some uh, the Outrider like it's always good to see Black Bolt in action like Black Bolt is that's that's one of my desserts in reading comics. Yeah, so he just Black Bolt comes in, it's and awesome. it's and it's so brief, it's so yeah, short, it's yeah. so powerful. But it's just they just managed to so it's always pull a it treat. Off, right? It's not like seeing Iron Man blast something. Again. Exactly, it's, it's always amazing. Is awesome, and I mean, if Thanos is coming to um to Attilan to find the um whatever the humans have hidden, we're gonna see a face off between Black Bolt and Thanos, which is good. Like, there's a lot to it of good things to expect from this title and to see every the story that's been going on in Avengers and the new Avengers to see that pay off is really satisfying so I mean Infinity is if I had a read God of Thunder this probably would have been the book of the week but yeah Infinity is like number two there um, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 I'm glad you feel that way about um, stuff paying off because um Hitman is a struggle for me most of the time. Uh, I don't know if it's because it, um, the mm-hmm. editorial mandate and what he's trying to do or whatever, but his own creator book, um, Manhattan Project, which is a slow burn as well, but it's done in a way that you don't feel it. Stuff actually happens and you enjoy it. It's not convoluted because some of this stuff is a little too high brow fine for casual readers. Hitman. New Avengers cough. Yeah, like New <laughs> Avengers, exactly. But, um, Infinity was a great read. I really, I enjoyed it. Um, I've always been more of a story guy, but the fact is that great art doesn't make a story easier to read. Um, Chung's work is clean, like you said, is pretty, and um, like you said, when you read it to read it, is an, is an artwork that's accessible. It's not over stylized. It's not murky. It's not confusing. It has tells, gravity, right? The yeah. stuff that's happening feels like it's yeah. happening, yeah. and you can follow. He's not one of these artists. I always complain about not using editor boxes so that you can't follow the art. You can follow his art. It tells the story. Pacing is nice. He is great. I enjoyed it. Um, as far as the story goes, it was a nice story. Things finally feel like they're coming together. This feels like a big crossover event for once. I normally feel these stories, especially with the lack of continuity in comics, know that nothing matters. This feels like something's going to happen. So, I enjoyed it. I gave it a 4, not a 4.5, but... I enjoyed it, yeah. Um, Just to add on to what you've said so far, uh, I love old stuff, and I love Mm -hmm. that they've been the Space Knights, I love Space Knights. Is is any of those wrong, or... No, No, I don't think Rom was among them, but, I mean, certainly packing Space Knights in there was great for me. Yeah, as as you guys have said, it's weighty, Um, the book is well-paced, the story's looking good. Uh, even though I have very little interest in current Thanos, I'm liking the general story, and I love the generals. The generals are intensely amazing. Um, the the general's computation Black Bolt is awesome. Um, yeah, this was a solid four for me. 
Um, I just want to say that as much as I really enjoy Jim Chung's pencils, uh, I would think the coloring by Justin Ponsor was also really great because um, there's 50-something different characters in this comic and multiple worlds that stuff is happening on, and yet the coloring manages to convey different places so that where Thanos is, where the Builders are, where the Avengers are, and where... Uh, the Inhumans are, are all colored differently, so there's different um, feelings to the different places. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, it They're was textured. Yeah, right. these, yeah. And so uh, Mark Morales, Mark Morales on the inks, and uh, Justin Ponsor on the colors, also do a great job of, of bringing this forward. And uh, like you said, with something different characters, Hickman is is definitely uh, balancing a lot of different things, which I actually like this I, I'm so wary of, of Marvel's crossovers but this opening one at least made me excited to see what the other ones are going to be like so yeah it's a 4 for me as well um, just because it's a setup issue just to get a 4.5 but it was definitely worth picking up this week alright well uh, you give it a rating? yeah you did. Oh, you did. 4 yeah. All right. and also the um, I like to point out the infinite comic at the end of it yeah, did. with Anybody Silver read, Surfer yeah, that was pretty cool too there's an infant comment. You got it digitally. Yeah. It's yeah. actually it's two separate files, but yeah. yeah. I read that. That was, that was nice. With um, oh, Silver Surfer saving his scroll planet. Yeah, that, that was, was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessary for the overall story, but it was a nice read. Well, he's setting up definite cosmic level stuff, yeah. so all this stuff will pay off later on because um, it's going to pull in the other cosmic characters as well. Yeah. Nobody's going to read it, but that was mm. cool. But also, like, that he pulls in, like, stuff from what he did in his run for the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the FF so stuff the, is the also for there. the humans. Mm-hmm. It's good. Hickman is... Hickman's style is not Bendis's very late, but it's cool, too. Hickman is a boy. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually prefer Hickman over Bendis. Yeah, I don't surpri- I'm not surprised. Um, we're actually reviewing two Hickman books. Yeah, Five we're reviewing yeah. two today. Right, moving on, um, our next Thunder. book is Thor God of Thunder. Mark Ollie, is that you? Yep. Um, so this wraps up the, the God Bomb. Finally. <laughs> 11 issues. Dear yeah. God. Um, let's start off with a word. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. um, this is a character showcase for Thor. It's just pure Thor badassery from start to finish. Glorious. Um, yeah, we get all three Thors in on the action at one point, but it's modern Thor that really takes the cake. Well, um, he is a star. So. Yeah. He dual-wielding Mjolnirs mm. is quite a thing to see. Um, and he does some impressive stuff with that. And you see why Thor is the god in the Marvel Universe. Um, there's some homage to that with all of the other gods in the Marvel Universe praying to Thor mm-hmm. to save them. Think about that. Prayer is the power that gods get. With gods praying to another god, he was pretty unbelievable. It's like Superman in the sun. So, some intense action panels. Everything's amazing. Everyone's amazed at how amazing everything is. Um, they resolve... They resolve... Uh, what's his name? Gore? Yeah. They resolve Gore's threat um, in a pretty final way. <laughs> Young Thor gets it. Yeah, just like Definitely. Yeah. Um, and at the end, we see the three Thors talking again and, and just, you know, conversing what will be. They also give a really good explanation of what happens in this kind of time travel situation, that these memories fade to to just kind of weak, I think something like this happened. Yeah, so, the, so they're not certain of the actions, but clearly the effects of the actions are clear of what happened and, you know, change the universe again. And the wrap-up is awesome, where Thor returns to the planet that started the whole thing. The the kid praying for rain on that isolated planet that had no gods. And promises to be a god for when there's, when there's a need for a god. Um, again, this particular issue is a character showcase more than anything for me. Um, it really did tie up the story very well, but it was, it was all about how awesome is Thor. And... If you've forgotten, if you hadn't been reading Thor earlier, this is a great reminder of just how awesome Thor is. It's a four for me on some technical weaknesses because I'm an annoyingly technical guy when it comes to the reality, when the, the physics and, and um, 
power structures in the Marvel Universe. This ignores some of them. It messes with time travel a little bit in ways that um, previously Marvel had said shouldn't happen like that. But it's a great story, and so I'll forgive them. But a solid four for me. Oh my god, no, it's a 4.5 for me. It's a uh, 5 for me. It's been, ele- it's been 11 issues. I have loved every single one of them. Uh, I did not get, at first of all, there was like a mini arc within this overall God Bomb arc, but, um, or Butcher arc, but I don't even like Thor, and I have liked every one of these issues, and this was a satisfying end to this story arc. Uh, I know some people probably thought it was too long, mm-hmm. but... I, I just everything about it. Even the the image of Thor wielding the two hammers and sucking the power, and then having all the gods pray to him. Everything about it was just was really immense and lovely. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I kind of have to take off what you said there about it being too long. It's true. It was too long. Every issue was great, but it still went a on a little story. bit. Too long. That's my major it, problem. It a bit. My major problem is you've heard me rant before about decompressed storytelling. Yeah. And yet you love Bendis. Yeah, I love Bendis. Bendis is the Bendis is popularized in in the Western comics, but you know what it is. But it pisses me off when I see a not pisses me off. It annoys me when I see a storyline that could easily be resolved in three or four out of most issues. Mm, I can see this Stra- done in six. Out, I'm not sure out, it could have been done like, right over a whole year. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, be all getting bitching, but um, Stanley and Jack Kirby would have tossed out. 20 different ideas and storylines in this short space in this in this year alone instead of stretching one out. That being said, this is an excellent story. The uh, Rubik art is fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure is he off the title of this issue or is he, is he still on? Anybody knows? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know, but um, like I said, no, these artists don't stay long. Well, it's sad Rubik did 11 issues straight, so... Eleven. That's, that's nothing. Um, Kirby did hundred and something. I know, but you're talking years. about modern exactly. comics. Some people don't. Although by that same thing, um, I not only found out for even doing multiple titles at that time as well. Um, what's his name? We're going to see some work by Nick Dragada in the next review. But he went on an FF for Hickman's almost all of Hickman's run. I, I, I like that. So I, I like some consistency. It's just sad that. Um, an 11 issue run in today's time is seen as something amazing but you know, not amazing whatever. I'm just saying it's not right. I know it's not common to have them on but I'd like to see a consistent art team especially when it's this good on a book um, Rappel was great like all he said it was a Thor showcase Thor kicking all kinds of ass Dome Mjolnir's was amazing I wish I could I wish he had him all the time sure. just one each one each hit <laughs> I want a poster amazing. of the negative yeah, yeah, space yeah, yeah, yeah. one with, with him yeah. standing yeah, and yeah, letting crack off yeah it. that was awesome yeah oh. um, yeah I enjoyed it I give it um, I give it a I give it a <laughs> I, I want to give it I want to give it 4.5 but I want to give it less because of the drawn out aspect of the story but, mm-hmm. but, this, but if it was just but this yeah, issue I gotta give it a 4.5 yeah. yeah but to be fair this um when it says drone, there was actually a two-part thing. Like the yeah, first part was yeah, Butcher and then he was was in Butcher. It's all one story. It's just all one. It's just like Captain America one day. It's just I enjoy that, but I just went on too long. It needs to wrap. I well, again, I love it. Um, yeah, I I I was worried for it because you know these stories that they start off really good and the climax is just, but this one went really well. This is an epic end to the story like with like Mark said it was just like showcase of how I think badass start or to finish it was sitting on top of that it's exactly. sitting on top of Thor is the god in Marvel and the capitalized on having like all three different Thors like yeah. the young Thor the king Thor and the Avengers Thor I thought it was great I don't like the way that Gore died I would actually prefer yeah, to so keep him alive because he is he was a great villain. Like, I, mm-hmm. I loved every minute of him. Yes. Do you think he's dead for good? <laughs> well, he, his I head is off. Yes. Oh, so really? It's a comic. Well, his head is gone. And so? They said that... Um, his, com- his power I was drained and they cut his head off. So what? Well, I, was, um, I actually one. don't see anybody bringing him back. Yeah. yeah. Really? I'll give you the... There was also a rumor that they were moving the um, central character from Gore to Malakith in the Uncommon books. That would make sense. That's another thing. Bring it back in the movie. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. movie's kind of that. Um, I was going to say something. I can't remember. Jeez, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's sad about Thor, though. I mean, Thor is one of these characters that is only as popular, only as good as the current story. 
Yeah, it's not yeah. like somebody that's like Batman that you can write shit and then people still all over it. As mm-hmm. soon as Thor has... I don't have to get that Batman jab. Yeah, you know, it is right. But like Khalil just said, I don't even like Thor, but this story was awesome. Most people, mm-hmm. unless he has tremendous word of mouth about a great story, people aren't going to pick it up. Or unless you're Dario. Dario. Shout out, Dario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, I think what made this story so great is that it's, it was like Thor in the what is... The element of what Thor is like. It yeah, was, it, was this a Northern, yeah. it was a Nordic story. It wasn't Thor helping old ladies. Yeah, yeah it wasn't street. like. This really was yeah. a Thor scale. Thor yeah, size. it was like a definitive type yeah. of story. Yeah. Not so Nordic, but. It was a story yeah, for. Physical. Yeah. It was it a like, Nordic godly. mythology yeah, godly. story. I actually. Th- I would argue that that's actually uh, a good argument for why it stretched out. Like, as a. If this was all in trade, as one trade, mm-hmm. it would be nice issues. Yeah. Like the it's art, awesome the length yeah. of it, it is a powerful graphic novel on the the scale of any like really good fantasy novel, like that people would read yeah, and recommend. So for that, I actually didn't mind it being eleven issues long. Marvel's gonna split this into three and sell it for twenty dollars. They're gonna split into two. Yeah. Which, into two. which I plan to buy. Through Butcher and God Bomb, two separate trades. Are you gonna split the God Bomb into two and the Butcher into two? I have to no, say, I, I really hate the so. name God Bomb as a just God as a Bomb. title name. Yeah. It, it sounds it, like a flop. It would be a really <laughs> no. I think it'd be a really good band name actually. <laughs> God Bomb. 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 We're here to make you think about kisses and stuff. Kisses and stuff. <laughs> what I was late is uh, about this. The whole story is um, Gore as the villain. Like he wasn't. It wasn't like a. Like I understood his motivations. his motivations and his reason for being evil, which would make the the his finale yes, kind of the only maybe anticlimactic thing. Yeah, because I I completely empathize with that. Like sometimes you you pray to gods and you don't get answers. You wonder, do you even love us? You get bitter, and. This is just a point where he took that um, to the extreme. To the extreme, and, but seeing the life he led and the reasons that led to that, and seeing you know the hardship that his people faced, praying to gods, and then these gods are just too busy fighting for glory amongst themselves to help the people that love them. You know, I I would understand that. And empower them. Yeah. So I I like. Gore as a villain, and I would love to see him again. Hope that head comes back off somehow. Yeah, he might, but my thing is, after trying to, after traveling the entertainment, create a god bomb and killing half the gods universe. Yeah, like, what, what, what do you do to talk that? Exactly. <laughs> what do you do to talk that? <laughs> what <laughs> trip? Well, why is Thanos still a villain then? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he was an epic villain, so I applaud that. I want to add one commentary on the state of Marvel before we go on. So I read two excellent Marvel titles in in one week. I love both books. But they did not feel like they could happen in the same universe. It felt like completely different, Uh completely different rules, completely different you know basic laws. Um, The the loss of Stan is reduce the overall continuity and mm-hmm. I think they should go back to having a single guy who has I, an overall say. To I, be fair, one of those stories was a time travel story. No, they didn't even yeah, happen to see awful lot of time, time travel stories happening right now. On it, I already see pages. If you go back if you go back to Bronze Age Marvel, you wait. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> if you got a Bronze Age Marvel, that's what I consider the real golden age of comics as far as I'm concerned. Um Stanley, Roy Thomas and everything it was so different Daredevil, Spider-Man, Avengers, X-Men, different stuff was going on, but it felt like at any time you could see Spider-Man walking into Daredevil's book, and it, and made, it made sense. sense. But, I like that. But, but then you feel like Infinity, New Avengers, and Avengers were happening. Yes, that's all. They, they have isolated collections. That's right. all one. That's right. 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 his low corner. It's not a corner, but it's but one also, right. But you're going to sound me right. So this the X-Titles have their own corner. Exactly. The cosmic books have their own corner. But there was also, I've also seen a link between the Uncanny Avengers and the Captain America book where... But that's, 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 that's the same yeah, but that's, isn't that the um, group? I just got out of this dimension. That's, the, that's, um, that's Jason Aaron. Not Jason Aaron. No, that's... Um, Rick Remender. Uh, he's writing both books. Exactly. I want to be clear about this. I am not complaining about the writing. The writing is it's actually... Fantastic. They're telling great stories. Right. But it's yeah, mainly the coherence. Right. The man didn't have to... Apparently it's just like, you know what, guys? Write good stories. Don't study what's going on over there. I want to just write this story. And... It's good stories, like Ollie said, but I miss... Yeah, I miss there's, there's something yeah. going for him. I miss it, yeah. 
I mean, if you never had before, if you're a new you might comics, not miss it. you might not care. You find your corner and you buy those books right. and you're happy. But for old school guys, I guess. For an overall so, universe. Yeah, so I'm an old school guy. Yeah, but you, you, <laughs> yes. but yeah, but you all... Ex-title? Ex-title. <laughs> I'm an old school guy. Artistic and all I'm shit, saying okay. is the universe, the Marvel Universe is so large now that... It can be done. It can be done. But what you get is... You get a DC slog that slows everything down, and then people don't dare want you. to read it. How dare you? That is That's true. I'm saying you know that's what scared. <laughs> that's what scared a lot of people away from reading comics because they felt the continuity was too large and too great for them to be able to engage with the work. But then, but you're now like, now you have right. every now and then Bendis referencing stuff that Rick Remender is doing. You have uh, hopeless. Referencing stuff that other people are doing, but they're not—they're not letting it slow their stories down. Except in the case when you have crossovers. I think. Because they want to turn me off from DC was like reading it. Like if you read one book, then they reference something else. Then you. So it's like if I haven't read this book, it's like, well, this pretty like useless. Well, but how do you enjoy you enjoy your early Marvel stuff too? Yeah, but I don't want. But sometimes like, I don't want to read like World's Finest and what's going you on. You don't have to read. This is well, like just a curiosity. That's but, that's but, that, but that's but that's what I ran as So I'm still when I read Hulk and I see Daredevil walk into Hulk's book because I know Wade's writing. Both of Mark Wade. Uh, that's fine. Like I'm glad to see those things, but I I'm I don't feel that the universe is less because I I am pissed off seeing Wolverine in tons of books <laughs> and Captain America in tons of books and not knowing I how they fit it. together. But it is not making me not. I'm not getting irritated by it. It irritates me because a lot of times. This writer over here is not even aware of what's going on over there, and they contradict stuff in story. Are. There's, 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 there there's a, less contradictions. There was a Spider-Man before. story that I always reference. Where um, spectacular it was Peter Parker's Spider-Man years back, and um, who was writing that? Doesn't matter. Anyway, Kurt Connors revealed that he's always been in control of mm-hmm. Lizard. Yeah. He just uses it as an excuse to let go. Nobody knew, and that was supposed to be a major development. I think two months later, somebody else had used this another story, and that was never mentioned. It was two separate personalities, just like the Hulk again. I was like, but that just happened. You know what I mean? Where's 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 Stanley? You know, where's the editor? Who's Who's controlling this I, shit? I, that annoys me. And either you're gonna either either you're gonna stick to it or just get rid of it. But all when you have 30, 40 years of continuity, tons of stuff gets contradicted. That's why we have the last five years, man. That's at why least. retcons retcons happen. At least stick with the last five years. You can't stick to everything. It's just too much stuff. It's too much baggage to carry. But we're having reality alter, altering events to, to cover the few, the past. Exactly. We don't have to worry yeah, about the last five years. Yeah, then you have things like, like oh, Superboy punched the universe. Yes. No, no, no. That's and that's like that's the only way, like how else do you explain things like? But like Age of Ultron, where they said okay, the time stream is damaged, so we don't have to worry about the past. Right, much. and but I now, still like the coherence. And now of in what's Guardians now. of the yeah. Galaxy, you actually say, well, times time is damaged. actually damaged. The universe because yeah. of these things happen, and that's all I think. But uh, the FF is doing all kinds them. of crazy type right. stuff because with, then, with if you start saying I stuff like that, that, too, as well. I think if you start saying stuff like that, then tons of stories have to get stopped or thrown out because then make an effort, please. Just it, it should they, there should be someone at the top aware of all these lines yeah. and just. Knitting the I think it's correctly. too large. I think it's too large for I think it can be together because then it'd be like. If you said that, then you would say, well, the all new X-Men that Bendis is doing, which is great, they can't time travel because this doesn't make any sense. Because the whole premise of all new X-Men, which is a great comic, makes no sense. <laughs> I agree with what you just said. Like, it makes Somebody no sense. Like, Somebody said, no, you can't do that. Past, because have traveled to the present, and yeah, yet yeah. How, somehow it's not an alternate universe. That, that's that's like, not the whole that's premise, that's that's the whole thing that, 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 that creates different. an alternate universe. That is no longer in 616. My... Theory on that is that the whole Age of Ultron thing, when Wolverine raped the timeline, that has sort of changed the way that time travel affects the Marvel Universe. Right, because before it's it was that way. If you changed right. it, it that's was that's a different that's universe that's that's will come up, right? That's simple, but I you mean, know what's funny? Just, just it makes kind no of sense. looking at it. They're basically replaying the Annihilation storyline, but with time instead of space. <laughs> and right. all I'm saying is, if you if that bothers you, then 
after a while, you really should be reading comics because things like how do these characters no, not age? No, you, or no, how you're, missing, things, you're missing it. No, these I'm not missing it. What I'm saying is this you was start happening to, before exactly. when it was much smaller. I, I understand when that. there was two Avengers titles and two X Men titles, so and then one person's writing everything. Make a panel of three guys to keep track of that exactly. instead of one. Need, right? Just but somebody should be making an effort. It's not this, this is the same it's universe. Not, you don't know that. The same rules have I don't think that they're not trying. I just think they're trying When you have eleven Avengers titles. And you have eleven X Men titles, and multiple writing them. Oh, either you say to the guy, "You can't write that," and then stop them. But then then you're not selling the comic because that guy Bendis is going to sell all of your comic books. You say you can't write that. But that's what you have to give a framework to work within. No, then his whole premise, his whole all new X Men can't happen. Yes, of course it can. No, it can't. Like it Why can the X-Men travel from the past and it does not disrupt the timeline? Time Why are they in the same timeline? <laughs> time time Why? Exactly. No, it doesn't make any sense. Because course, but it doesn't make any time sense when you think about travel, it. But you can, you can bend rules of time travel but still make it make sense in the broader universe. Make what happened over here happen I'm, work over here. I'm saying but like, is, but if you go out like Jean Grey comes from the past or the future and then she and her powers get started because she comes from... Exactly. I have huge problems with that because where is this Phoenix coming from it is makes this not no sense universal exactly that's, that's not the argument the argument no is sense. this happened Jean Grey hooked up in with the beast over here reference that in all new or uncanny and make it cause some kind of ripple effect over here I'm not saying because it doesn't make sense time travel ways it shouldn't happen that's not my argument no but what I'm saying is once the guys just start clamping down on people but it used to then that's what it needs to do. Yeah, and they no, accuse Stan of being a tyrant, but it, it made sense. It doesn't. I'm just saying. I bet you it does not work in this modern day. The oh, fans want like somebody to try. The fans out. want. <laughs> the fans want this person's work think, and not. That I kind of agree. Work. I, I see what you're saying. And and that's how it's selling, and that's how it's working. Already, I still miss my overall feel. Shrinking yeah. leadership. Yeah. You're going to say to people. Yeah, you can't read the writer that you want because of this. I would that, almost no. prefer they actually broke off the universes and exactly. dealt with them in isolated patterns than try to make sure exactly. that this is still insane. I'm totally for that because then it means less. Okay, less we found, cross- we found less crossover. crossover. No, I want you to consistency. Leave it all, all together or don't do it. Do it I like the crossover. Do it or leave it all together. Okay, so we know where we all stand on it and why. If they had miniseries and each time a new writer came on, they rebooted it, I would be fine. I agree, actually. Like, I, when I started coming back, I told you I hated Elseworlds and, and short stories. I'm beginning yeah. to love them because it's getting harder and harder to deal with. There's the other one. There's other instances. Different Spider- stories you like as Elseworlds, yeah. and you're fine. There's the other instance of Spider-Man where Captain America was in three books, and one issue he was in the Super Soldier outfit. I thought it was like time too. The <laughs> other book he was Captain America, and in the third book he was um, Spider Side. He was a Spider. Shit. Yeah. Oh, all in one month. He was a spider you know what I mean, I hate that crap, man. Yeah. Alrighty, so this has been another another episode of Opa Grandpa (laughs) yells on his stoop. Y'all, my lawn, you damn kids. Alright, so I think we're moving on to Khalil. Another Jonathan Hickman book, which I did not read. East of West, number five. Author Jonathan Hickman, art by Nick Tregada. So this is a book being put out by Image, right? Yes, so, synopsis if you have not been reading the book, although you should be. Uh, Death, uh, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, killed the president of what's left of the United States, um, which is intended as a message for his siblings, the other three horsemen, and a cabal of leaders who lead the U.S. now. There's seven of them. All of the leaders of the U.S. are following, following a prophecy called the message, which is basically, a, they're all trying to seek the end of the world. So this is a, not a, an apocalypse book, but a pre-apocalypse book. Uh, we learned uh, two issues ago that the leaders took something from death, and this issue tells us what they took, and he's out for revenge. Um, and so we pick up from the last issue with death talking to uh, Zhao Lan, who we find out was his lover and mother of his child. Um, last issue had a lot of murder and carnage. This one is a little bit more quiet. Uh, basically, Death and Jalan talk. We find out that they had a child when they were in love, and the son was taken away, and now he's being raised by the cabal of leaders to be the beast of the apocalypse. He has been, uh, looks like, grown inside of some kind of a machine, being turned into, like, basically force-fed stuff, um, and has never had any real human contact. 
and uh, we also learn that Solomon, one of the seven leaders, seems to be plotting to take the beast uh, away from the others to stop the apocalypse. He wants the world to continue. And it finishes off with that uh, the horsemen are still coming to get death, and uh, death is now going to get his child back from the leaders. Uh, that's it, basically. Uh, and I love this book very much. <laughs> uh, so quickly before you guys weigh in, I just want to say uh, for the listeners, uh, this is the kind of book that I think Wade would really like because it's kind of counter-history, counter-cultural history. And it's a weird mix of uh, sci-fi, western, political, fantastic, post-apocalyptic worlds all mixed together. Uh, if you like... Hickman's stuff on Manhattan projects, where he's not dealing with alien invasions per se, but more of a of a counter history kind of thing. You probably like this as well. Uh, he mixes all the the elements together really well. But the real standout, the real standout of this politics, science fiction, romance fest is the art by Nick Dragotta, which is gorgeous. He the only other thing I ever saw him on was when he was doing Hickman stuff on FF. But he is glorious. Like, just... there. I showed it to Mark Otley on the way in, and he was marveling at the architecture that Dragaha does. Uh, so good. Yeah. So, um, and the mustaches. Yeah. The mustaches are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a joke. Well, I mean, like, just the opening... So, a good idea is um, San Francisco is actually new Shanghai, um, and there's a Golden Gate Bridge, but the Golden Gate Bridge is built with Chinese arches. Yeah, it's a simple style. little effect, like a pagoda style, but it is really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's a 4.5 for me. Guys? It is also is a 4.5 for me as well. I, I first like, picked up this book just um, during my um, Hickman White Fest, uh, for lack of a better term. <laughs> And I just saw this book was out, so I checked it out. I loved it. It was amazing. The art is beautiful, and the story is um, really interesting. I also love these um, the dystopian futures where they're, like, um, where things happen differently, and the world is very different. different. This like Western sci-fi um, style is is a is a real treat for any nerd. Um, what I like about it kind of going off what you said, is that it's historically aware, but very different. Mm-hmm. So, Earth history matters in terms of, it makes sense in terms of modern Earth history, but things happen very, very differently. And the way that things happen differently and why is, you know, a huge part of the story. Um, yeah, I agree with what you guys said. It's my last four. It's a four for me as well, but... <laughs> it's a 4.5. I um, may even give it a five, but the issue before was better. Yeah, um, it's it's excellent. I, I haven't read this. I read first issue of East to West, and I made a decision to, like I said, Hickman kind of is a slow burn. He's kind of like, drags a bit. Not drag, that's the wrong word. It takes a while to get where he's mm-hmm. going. But so this one, that, I think, the art on this is to pull Right, forward, but what yeah. I decided to do is to read this in arcs. So mm-hmm. when the first arc or story gets done, I'll get them all, and I'll read them all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. I, I would have done it with my Manhattan projects if I had known... Like, when I started reading, yeah. at this point, I can't start reading month by month on it. it, it, it it's it's torture. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> I'm going to wait till this is at least halfway or the story's arc is finished, and then I'll pick it up. I'll read it. Number. Number? We didn't, didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I want to say here, this is a uh, thing, um, kind of tying into what Wade was saying. The first couple, I couldn't figure out who I was supposed to root for. Yeah, well, what was, what was going on? Uh, I knew what was going on. I just didn't know who I was supposed well, to root for like, because um, everybody got equal weight in the first and second one. And I think from issue three onwards, uh, he's made it clear that death is the protagonist and he's done a really good job, I think, of like anchoring the reader to death, giving him more humanizing elements. Um, and so once no, death t- took center stage from three, I think it also got a lot better. So if you read the first or second one and you weren't sure if it was your thing, I'd say give it a chance to the third one because it really, I think, got focused then. And it's gotten better from that. Um, making Death, the one that you root for, is an interesting choice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 that helps a lot once you know there's a th- through line to go through. 
I also like the two kind of scary um, witches who are the Native American witches who are traveling with death, who I don't know, think they've had names yet, um, are both very <laughs> creepy and uh, very uh, <laughs> violent. Um, I want to see more about those two characters. Probably because I like witches, but also because uh, the guy is really quiet and the girl is really creepy. Um, so yeah, I enjoy this. Also, one last thing, the, the coloring uh, by Frank Marhan is also really great. I think that's part of the reason why I like the art so much. He tends to privilege the white, orange, and black a lot. Um, and uh, it works well for giving this world a kind of, of its own um, identity. So yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Okay, moving on. Uh, nobody wants to talk about DC. <laughs> I still have mad love for DC. Uh, I still have love. Not when DC. Image is putting out stuff like East and West. And yeah, you know, Image and uh, Valiant doing some uh, Marvel stuff. Marvel stepping up as well. But no, no I Bachelor. still like my DC stuff. I like the well, what I like about DC is gone, but you know, I'll still stick around. Uh, but they have continuity. Forty? How many? Uh, well, yeah, so yeah, well, seventy. Yeah. But uh, they have continuity. You got. You got. They have continuity, but they lost, they've lost so much stories. history. But that's not the issue. No, no they but, do have continuity from issue to issue, except in the but, case of. But they've lost Woman. so much history. In the case of Wonder Woman, yeah. that's the only one that's not connecting yeah. with the other ones. But they've lost so much history. Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> Except what? the loss of what is wrong? What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Man has no respect for you at all. Because I can go back and read them and no, I want the matter. They have the matter. No, no, it ain't the matter. I can go back and read all of them no. and still enjoy them. No, it ain't the matter. <laughs> I want my I want my JSC and shit like that. I'm not eating my peas. I want a steak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. Ah, uh, damn it. I'm just saying, like, I can go back and I can enjoy John, Donna Troy and Wally West and. I, want I know that stuff they today. don't exist in this world. So. I want to do stuff today. Anyway, it's probably it. better. Actually. It's probably better. If West and the others were here and they're relegated to second tier, I would be more upset. Put Barry Allen back in the grave. Who wanted him back? Exactly. Hey. Nobody yeah. wanted him back. It's Barry and Hal. Just put them both back. No. Yeah, I didn't need, I didn't, I didn't need Hal. I like Hal put better than Barry. Barry and Hal back Hal. in the grave. No. No. Yes. Wait, wait, you yes. Have read, you've read Jeff Jones and Mario as well. You prefer Barry over Wally? I like Barry, yeah. Over Wally? Have you read Wally's books? Over Wally, really? I'm, I'm, I'm reading Wally. Wally's funny. Yeah. But I like Barry Not as well. Barry's a, Barry's a boring turd. He's, he's so boring. boring. <laughs> I just... He's dumb. I just I like Jeff Jones around with Barry. I do miss a lot. I miss the relationship between... Kalel and yeah. Connor and Tim. And Tim I miss yeah. Tim Wally and being Linda. competent. I yeah. miss Wally and his wife. Yeah, but those like in this new world, they don't. They're not there. All the relationships, the um, Wally and Jay Garrick and that whole Flash family connection, all oh, that's gone. Yeah, gone. But not how. But leave, it can be built how. again. I can live with how. I can but it can how. be built there. again. Are they interested in it? Uh-huh. I don't think Dan is. Anyway. Moving on to our DC books. Um, Batman. Batman number 23, zero year. So, a little background to this. Um, Pre-New 52, actually probably even in the recent 24, 52. Uh, Batman's origin from Frank Miller would include the Falcon Crime Family, things like James Gordon being in a child because he was a baby when Batman started. All those little things which can't fit in New 52 because James Gordon is a... Well, James Gordon Jr. is it's a grown-up psychopathic killer, right? So he obviously couldn't be a baby six years ago. So DC went to uh, Scott Steiner and said, well, we need a new origin. So Zero Year is basically a retelling of Batman's origin. For me, I am not thrilled with this. It is not Scott Steiner's best. And the story just feels very ordinary... And like an origin story that can be replaced in another couple of years. If you read Frank Miller's Year One, which for me is the quintessential Batman story, is he I actually enjoy he wrote it after he wrote Dark Knight Returns. And for me it's a better story than Dark Knight Returns. It is gritty, it feels real, it feels epic, and it's one of those stories you remember and you think about a lot. This one, not so much. Um there's some stuff in here about the Red Hood. I don't know if it is the Red Hood that's going to become the Joker. I would bet, yes. They're yeah. trying to connect that. In. Yeah, as I, I'm not trying to force the Joker into Batman's origin, which, which is unnecessary. Um, Bruce Wayne is a dick from day one. Which I guess, Surprise. <laughs> which I guess is funny. Um, art by Greg Capullo is great as usual. 
Um, the story is a solid story, and I really enjoy. It. Also, they're also trying to shoehorn knowing the Riddler into the story in the Batman's origin, which I really don't see the point of. But fine, I guess Snyder has an over uh, a vision for the end of it. Um, the backup story, all these stories have backups. These books, where we get little glimpses of Bruce Wayne's journey and his training and his one of his skills before he becomes Batman. I actually kind of enjoy those more than the than the main story. I want to remind you how many times we've said that over the last year. For I've been enjoying backup for stories. Yeah, I know it's weird. Um, I guess I'm not happy about the this way they're going about the retelling. It feels smaller. It doesn't feel as powerful or as meaningful as my Frank Miller's story, but Snyder's a good writer. I guess he's no vintage Frank Miller, because Frank Miller right now is crazy, but um, it was okay, but I'm not that impressed. I can only give this a 3.5. Um, I want to remind you that I joined Bat Hate Incorporated because <laughs> I was tired of seeing yeah. Batman's origins retold yeah. over and over yeah. and over, and here we are again. <laughs> again. This is a new take on it. It's new, but not better. Any more of them. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm not even going to story. And then, like, and then three the whole, for me, right. the book is okay. Then the metaphysical type um, vision he's having with the whole yeah, back coming through the window and what the fuck is that? I, I, you know, I mean, keep it brilliant like I was, and I was happy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this later. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The book these reviews are hilarious. I, I did not read this book. Um, I don't you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that um, a panel from it was featured on the uh, best comic minds, uh, best battles of the week, and it was Batman versus the uh, crowd of people. Yeah, they called it Red Hood. Yeah, when he just like fall these guys and he was getting yeah, his he ass kicked, but, uh, but he just kept yeah, coming back and fighting. Yeah. He wasn't fighting, he just got beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cleo? Uh, I read it. I liked it. I don't think it made me feel like I knew more about Batman in yeah. Disney 52. Have you read year one? But uh, No, I've not read You've read year one. No. But I was just like, oh, okay, great. You should read year one for comparison. It year one is awesome. Yeah, it was, but you should read year one for comparison. Yeah. So, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't see it as trying to take over year one. It's probably like they can't. the year before year one. They can't. But it's supposed to be an update, a retelling of the story. Origin. It's a new origin, which year one was. The year one he didn't start as Batman either. But is year one no longer in? Cause it can't be because in year one, James Gordon Jr. was born as oh. a baby. And Batman was no star. No. In current continuity, James Gordon Jr. is an adult murdering mm-hmm. people. Oh, no so so trying to kill background. Yeah, it can't work. Okay, well, um, did you read it? Cleo, what did you give it? Uh, Four. Four. The art was good. The art was nice. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was fine. It just wasn't really standard. I would even give it maybe a 3.5 just because I don't know if it made me feel... It wasn't... It didn't make me feel like I knew anything about him. Like, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't get it. It isn't... Except that it was cool to see Alfred sew him up and... I mean, I want you to read His relationship to his I'm going to make a terrible, terrible statement. It's like rewriting the nativity story. It is. Yeah. It, it really just, is. It's a story we know so well and has been drilled in so much. Even with the variations, it was still basically the same but story. But all the origin stories, Frank Miller wrote the definitive Batman origin. And it was four issues, I think it was. And it, it put so much heart and soul into the origin yeah. story. And this has been, what, five issues? Three, four <laughs> issues already, I think? And, and it doesn't feel like it matters. doesn't anything. Yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm very disappointed. Alright, well... Um, <clears throat> I think DC, by the way, is beginning to face a, a crisis of inertia, mm-hmm. where we have read so many issues that are so weak, it's like, well, mm-hmm. why am I bothering with DC yeah. in general? Yeah. And that's a real problem. If your brand is suffering, is Yeah, I'm not getting like, excited when I pick up, like, how I felt when that's Pepe a bad thing. It's a really like serious problem. Yeah. I'm not feeling yeah. that way when I pick up DC. Every week when the books come on, I just, like, I just look for DC. I guess I'll download this one book. And it's also too. Uh, I don't want to get back into um, history and wiping out these stuff. But when I picked up the book I'm going to talk about next, Justice League of America, and I saw Doctor Psycho, I was like, "All right, I knew Doctor Psycho before. Who's this guy? I doesn't. I, he's not evoking. He's not evoking any emotion on me because I don't know who he is. I don't know what he is. I don't. I don't care. There's no. There's no connection to these characters anymore. None. And you know, I guess I'm, I'm going to build them, but I don't have I'm going to almost country, but not really. Uh-huh. 
Um, Phantom Stranger is something I love from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. That one was isolated and quiet. Yeah. And now Phantom Stranger it's being kind of front and center. Yeah. No, I like that, but it's not working. It's yeah. not connecting. Uh, I like the Phantom Stranger pre New 52. This, yeah, so yeah, this one. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I was excited no, about that. No, but I mean, like, he's up in other books and there was a reason for him. Yeah. His only yeah, reason here deal. is just to like betray people. Like, it would be like a watcher I showing mean, up. They never, they never gave no us, agency. They never gave us. Origin from Stranger before, and all we have one is kind of taking away. Well, they have. It's taken away. They have actually. We had like three different ones. We never chose right. one. So they just one. they just right. focused in on one of them and chose it. Yeah, but, but it's taken so much away from it instead of giving them something for me. So. I think it's just more like him not being in any control of anything. Yeah, I'm not used. Like what, like, what he used to seem to be before. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's yeah it's not, I'm not used. Yeah. Anyway, um, next book. That's me again. More. Nobody wants to touch DC this week, so I took it all on myself. <laughs> I'm not reading Trinity War, just so we're clear. I but read uh, this just for this episode, for our podcast, but I'm bunch not enjoying of DC this. haters. I am not enjoying this Khalil's actually wearing an X-Men shirt right now. <laughs> DC hater. I'm wearing a Punisher shirt, you can't yeah, tell. Yeah, I'm not wearing, I'm wearing a... <laughs> no. Where's this color? Aquaman? <laughs> if, if, it was Aquaman if we were reviewing Aquaman or Wonder Woman or Aquaman, I would totally be on board. I'm not a DC hater. I'm just Swamp not thing, enjoying you're wearing a Swamp, swamp thing. Swamp thing, I'm wearing a Swamp thing um, or DC colored, as in vomit colored. That's <laughs> there we go. There you go. Right. Swampy, murky. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, all right. Uh, Trinity War continues with part four, six in Justice League of America. Um, the various teams are still seeking their various objectives. Superman's team has tracked down Doctor Psycho, seeing that if he's the one who put the um, suggestion of Superman's head to kill Doctor Light. Uh, Pandora has gone out to Lex Luthor in an attempt to get him to open the uh, Pandora's box. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what's really going on. Green Lantern's team is with Flash and they're trying to enter the House of Mystery to get some more answers. And Batman's team, which was with the Phantom Stranger, who apparently now is dead, um, have gotten together. At the end of the book, basically, there's a lot of confessions where Adam tells um, Superman and crew that she's been really working for Amanda Waller to spy on the Justice League in case they need to get him down from within. At the end of the book, Wonder Woman pops in where Pandora is trying to give the box to Lex Luthor, her and her team, consisting of Hawkman, Frankenstein, and Aquaman, and a bunch of other guys. And Wonder Woman opens the box, opens the, bo- opens the box, which kind of turns her into a three-eyed evil, I am assuming, Wonder Woman with a giant sword. And that's how the book ends. I'm not sure. It kind of looks like she was, I don't know if this was her endgame all along to get the book, the box. I'm not sure if this is her talking or if she's possessed. But it doesn't look good. I'm actually... She loves possessed. Yeah, yeah, I think the possessed, third eye being a different color yeah. is, is a sign of the possession. Okay, well, so well, also, it's, there's three it's, eyes in the... The box is the a box small has three eyes. Right. Right. Well, it's weird though that the box is taken to her so strongly after it didn't work on Superman. Or I don't whatever. agree. She's a mythical figure. The box is part of her kind of whole setup. Alright, right. well, we'll go with that. Um, I enjoyed this more than I did the other um, Trinity War books. I think the second, actually GLA, last GLA book that I was in, I mean, GLA Dark was okay for me. The Justice League starter book was a little weak. I know it was really that one a lot, but this wasn't bad. I mean, it was a good effort. I know people are really interested, but it was a good effort. It, it was, was a better effort. Yeah, it was a better effort. I mean, it's no Infinity, but it was, it was it decent. It's not Infinity, yeah. but it was decent. Um, Doug Mankey's art, I always enjoy him from his... Um, from, he was back on Justice League back in the, back in the 90s and then um, on um, Green Lantern recently. It suffers from multiple mm-hmm. inkers. Yeah. But... Um, some of the bodies look weird. Yeah, um, it was still decent. I enjoyed it. I give it a, I give it a three point five. Strong, a strong three point five. Um, what I liked about this the most, um, 
with the character interactions in general, but Martian Manhunter in particular. He's so oh, I badass. Wanted, I had that as a no. Oh, he's so I badass. I had that as a no. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. never as badass before. John oh. was John ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go to your head. I don't but care. But it was an it was an alien disconnected ruthlessness. It wasn't, you know, vindictive or mean. It's just, like, this is what I'm doing. This is, yeah, it's more, he's very efficient. Yeah, John was outstanding this. Overall, I love the last panel. I would take that as a poster. Yeah. The super badass Wonder Woman yeah. possessed. Um, but overall, it's a three for me. It, there was yeah, not a hell of a lot. My favorite was, as much as I was a little bit worried about it, I don't like um, Martian Manhattan to mind raping anyone, even if they, even if it's Dr. Psycho, who does it to people all the time. But uh, just seeing him doing that was like very impressive in terms of power levels. Yeah. For me, it was an emphasis of his alien nature that he yeah, was yeah, disconnected yeah, yeah, yeah. from humans, but, and if they're not his teammates, who cares? Yeah, it's not like, yeah. he's, not, he's not Clark Kent that grew up on Earth. He just came here recently. Yeah. So I mean, like whatever. Yeah, I think DC really has dropped the ball with the new Fifty Two. Oh, let's um, not go on that again. No, I'm serious. I just think that seriously, no, this I mean, is something that we've had. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's I just think I can just see so many ways. If I had to just take a day to think about it, ways I would have done this differently myself. I'm sure we're all better. Hey. Give this issue a three. Um, I thought it was... I like the character interactions, but um, by now... I like... Now is like, about time we got some answers, I feel. Um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be a six-part issue, or maybe a... But if it's a 12-part issue, then this is definitely going on very long. The mystery of it is... It is intriguing, but at the same time, it's a little annoying because, like, um, every issue is like, who is it that took Superman? And you, this, um, there's no answers. Um, as far as we've gone, we're, we're at issue four now. We still have no answers, and the questions just keep piling up. So I'd like to at least get some answer to what's going on, and I'm getting none of that. So the book is dragging at this point, and that is turning me off from it. Read Hickman, you talking about? Yeah, but but at least his is interesting. It's a good story. <laughs> he and gives he, you payoffs as you go. He, he gives you just exactly. Like, you know, one woman with three eyes more payoff than one. What is that about? Like? We'll find out. Is 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 really like a manga at this point? Isn't oh that, my god! And, and I don't like that. Lord, it is. Lord. It's really like a manga. Is like it's, we should use that. <laughs> we should use that in a pejorative way. Lord, I'm sure some of our listeners Why actually not? also enjoy manga oh, oh. as well as Western comics. I barely heard like a manga. Another thing I wanted to say: the Catwoman in this series, JLA series. So cool. Just yeah, she's I have to admit, using I, her feminine wealth to get the House of Mystery to open up. That was because surprising. it's a man. Like <laughs> nothing else. If nothing else, the JLA book, which I am iffy on, presents a Jelly really a really good Catwoman. Which, I mean, just as the yeah, JLA, gel just as these, right? That's not good at all. Yeah, Catwoman's probably a lot more passive. Just does reacts to whatever. No, happens to her. the thing is, this oh, you mean good. in the New Fifty Two? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the Catwoman in the New Fifty Two, at least in her own series and in some of the other book cropping up, is so not the Catwoman of pre New Fifty Two. I guess I'm sounding like I'm coming across the weird side of things, but in well, JLA, um, well, even when everything else is uneven in terms of characterization. They have written a consistently interesting Catwoman, so for that I am pleased with this title. Word up. And I've wanted Jeff Johnson, Jeff Lemire could write her on her book. Be great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that's our books for this week. Um, should we do some recommendations? Guys? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend Harbinger, number 15. Dude, <laughs> I was gonna recommend that. <laughs> well, okay, so two people recommending our picture number fifteen. Double recommendation. Why do you like it, Wade? Um, the book is just consistently good. The characterizations are fantastic. The characters are interesting. The interactions are great. Um, and just when you think it's settling into a routine, they. Punch you in the guts and kick you in the nuts. It's coming out of Harbinger Wars, which yeah. is the first crossover that Valiant has done now that they've come back. Which to me, well done. I'm, I was, I kind of felt, felt it was a little weird. It kind of wrapped up weird for me. It I did, know. but I think it established some stuff for the bigger, yeah. bigger crossover that they're planning later on. Yeah, but Harbinger number fifteen, 
Ah, I was when I when it I starts off feeling yeah, like so, like, so it starts off feeling like, like a one of those um, filler books you get in between the yeah, yeah. things after and it, t- uh, what's the word uh, um, <coughs> I want to say relaxation that's not it yeah uh, like a downtime type a downtime book, book. Yeah. right I was like after a big event you know, I just read this book here there's nothing you need to get you know you can skip it if you want just and, and you halfway through you realize you cannot skip it and at the end of the book I was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> you know it was. It was really good. I I can't like Khalil said. This book is great. We give a double recommendation. So I mean, just yeah. read Harbinger, guys. It's, it's great. Yeah. All uh, I have two sets of recommendations. They're not. I don't think specific to this week. Um, but the first one is Forty Seven Running, which I've talked about before, but it's now complete. Um, the Five Issue Mini by Sakai and Richardson, I believe. Um, but it's telling basically. If you want to understand the Japanese concept of honor, this is it. And what's special about this is Sakai took effort to bring that concept across in a way that makes sense to Westerners. So it's not told like a Japanese story. It's told like a Western story, but about Japan. Um, There's a movie coming out with this that I have no idea how it's going to do any homage to to the story at all. Yeah. Um, I can't see how it's going to connect at all to this, but... Um, Sakai's unique art. You said it's finished, though. It's, it's, like it's finished. One it? to five. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Um, has made an excellent, beautiful story about about honor. I, not to be too sappy, but I was almost in tears at the end. Um, <laughs> and that leads me smoothly into my next recommendation, which is one that Khalil's made on the po- on the forum. We've had other recommendations for it. We three by um, oh, Grant Morrison is wow, really just. Three, it, like we're talking about Khalil, a short book with with real impact. Three issues, and I, I was just left stunned when I was finished reading. I had to stop and think and go over everything that happened. It, it was a really amazing read. So, We Three and Forty Seven Ronin, both complete minis, isolated stories, nothing else to connect them. Excellent. I can say about We Three. I guess telling you guys when that was always around from times like I never finished school or, or just after school. I can't remember, but. I, at that point, it was a lot more mainstream than I, than I am now, and it seemed too weird for me to read. I think it was Frank White on art, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so it, um, and he has a kind of funny, weird type of looking art. So I was always afraid to take it up, and I kind of forgot about it, and I need to read it at this point because I'm in his own for that kind of thing at this point. So, yeah. Um, my recommendation is the, uh, the uh, sibling rivalry story um, going on in um, Superior Spider Man Team Up number two, and Scarlet Spider number 20. Uh, this is a story that plays off on a lot of um, your knowledge of a lot of like Spider Man backstory, um, specifically the um, Clone Saga. saga. Which we should not talk about. <laughs> but that is, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's, it was a fine read uh, to see uh, Kane come face to face with Spider Man after he's been acting weird. Um, of course, this is not Peter Parker, this is Otto, who Kane once killed. So when Otto sees Kane, he completely flips out. And so it's great to see the interactions between them, um, Kane's response to this new Spider-Man. Which, like, if you thought Superior Spider-Man was a dick, he, he was a real asshole in this story. He was. Like, really, really unbearable. great. And, like, Kane was just left heartbroken. And it was very touching to see that and to see the, how much... How highly uh, Kane started seeing Peter after he reformed, and like he was like the the uh, the portrait of the man that he wanted to become. And now that Peter's like gone, he seems lost and without direction. And at which point he's now sort of regressing to his um, diseased form. So I thought it was a uh, very poetic and well done. We think it is all. You think is that Marvel is trying to make Otto so unlikable so that when Peter comes back, you don't miss him. Or it's like I don't know. It's like one. It's like sometimes he's likable. Is he? And he, he was likable like before he went issue number nine with which completely angered me. Like his um the time where he um saved the little girl that he made sick during his yeah, he does some stuff like that. yeah that was well, that was sweet that um, was what he swore to do that was what the. Pete's dying, dying act was supposed to have impressed so on him. Yeah, he but was, it's fading. Right? It seems to be fading. He's yeah. reverting like, back to all. There are some moments that I could probably like this guy. Then a lot of times, this guy is such an asshole. Like. Yeah. 
So that's sort of recommendation. That's my. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a fun read. Read it and be angry like read it and be angry. Way. Oh, you're gonna hate this. <laughs> so since I was actually so, oh, I this felt, so hard. I wasn't even angry. I just felt sadly for Keenly. Like, yeah, that so really bad. tugged at my heartstrings. Like, the poor guy got eaten up by the man that he most admires. As I said, when Superior started after SM seven hundred and the Star Spirit by then. Hating something intensely is still a success of writing. It is. Um, it's making yeah. you feel. Yeah. If you yeah. hate it's it and you're still picking up, yeah. Yeah. doing yeah. something yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I was nice. You have any other recommendations? Yeah, I'm gonna since Cleo stole my recommendation. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, recommend Boom Studios' um, Death Match, which is basically a story where um, a bunch of superhero archetypes, like a Superman called the Manchurian and an Iron Man called the Manchurian. Uh, yeah, uh, right, and uh, uh, Iron Man, they, well, he's in my Korean, sorry. So my guy is Meridian, uh, too, I'm sorry. Anyway, basically, they're all transported to another planet or a world or uh, inside a volcano, we're not sure where, and they're all forced to fight to death. They, oh, it's Battle Royale with superheroes. No, they've all <laughs> lost their memory, and they don't know why they have to fight. It's Avengers Arena with superheroes. <laughs> no, Hunger Games with superheroes. It's all one-on-one death matches. Uh, and there's it's in just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there's an underlying mystery as to why they're fighting, and um, it's gradually being revealed in a, in a very um, tantalizing and well done way. Every issue you learn a bit more, and uh, you lose characters along the way because they all die. And there's a Peter Parker character who's the lead, um, but he's somebody. He's an insect type guy hero, and he's actually Dragonfly. Yeah. And he's just like Peter Parker, um, and he was forced to make his first kill in Death Match. It's affected him profoundly, but he still functions. He's basically Peter Parker. It's a great story. Um, written by Paul Jenkins, illustrated by Carlos Magno. Pick it up. Death Match. I'm sorry. So that's Death it. Match. This is uh, our 29th episode. If you enjoyed episode 29, please tweet us at. Outsiders Comics. And let us know, or leave a comment at the forum at Outsiders Comics on Facebook. And we've also got a new, uh, we're launching a new talking about now? We're going to launch it at episode 30. Episode 30, okay, we can't talk about that yet, guys, sorry. Top secret. <laughs> yeah, top secret. Um, this message will self You can also meet us this next week, Saturday. Okay? At AnimeCon. The 24th and yeah. the 25th. At AnimeCon.com. So AnimeCon.com is not Anime. It's anime. Expo. Anime Con Expo at Sherman Center or Lloyd <laughs> Erskine Sanford Center, which I'm in Barbados, in Barbados, the fourth year of Anime Con. Yeah, lots of great stuff there. You got Yaya Han, Yale Stewart, Yale Stewart, and uh, what's the what's the cosplay guys? Just JM Sison, and also newly announced Dicky. Is he? Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's not a comic book guy. Yeah, he, he is. He, he wrote a storm. storm, storm oh about. yes, storm he's about. the one who introduced Storm and yeah, 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 yeah. So he's gonna be there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we should try and get a conversation with sure. him. Sure, we could try. Yeah. Um, they also recently announced Brandon Easton, who wrote the new Thundercats TV series, is also going to be a featured cool. guest. So and it's AnimeConExpo.com. K O N. Yeah. You don't want to support them. Oh, I do not. <laughs> yeah, no, because I was going to say anime convention. Right. Anime convention. <laughs> right. No, and it says, what, well, Flat Chess is playing? I'm not agree with that. Anyway, um, so as usual, I am We Will Before Sally. Here with Khalil Goodman. Oh. Sweet. Always. <laughs> I'm our colleague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really outside, guys, and we'll see you in another two weeks. You're out.